What's up, everybody? Welcome back to OTR. And what's OTR again? Oh, Over the Rainbow. Over the Rainbow, that's right. Off the record. And it's only episode two oh. for this year. But, you know, we've kind of slacked a little bit. <laughs> the timing allowed, because we didn't have that many albums. We've still been listening to music, though, guys. And it's been a week. I'll just say that. <laughs> I don't want to be too negative. It, I mean, there's a lot of positive things going on right now. You know? I haven't heard... Uh, oh, Cheeto Man. I haven't heard anything out of him in a while. And that's been real nice. Uh, well, how would you? He's not allowed on social media. I know. Media. And I, I like how... Uh, <laughs> I like how on... I watch... I don't, I don't get to watch the Tonight Show or anything like that. But Stephen Colbert, um, I watch him on YouTube, his clips, and I recommend everyone watch it. It's hilarious. He won't even put that name, which, you know, I'm not even going to say it either. <laughs> yeah, he believes it. Well, not yeah, believe. He but. censors it, so <laughs> uh, I, I find delight in that. He doesn't even want to publish that. So it's been great. Uh, lots of crazy stuff going on. Um, I mean, the GameStop stock thing. I love it. I wish I could have participated in on that. I'd like to make... Yeah. Well, I just... I suggest those guys get a second job. Or, you know, maybe budget a little bit better. That's my suggestion to them. That's the way it goes. But, you know, there's going to be some blowback from it. They'll screw over the common man like they always do. They being the man... <laughs> uh, no, um, I don't want to get too bogged down in the the, the politics or any of that. But there has been a lot of good this week, a lot of good change, a lot of progress, I think. But you know, my first album that I'm going to get into, not something I'm excited to talk about. I've wavered. Oh. I've wavered back and forth. I've. At first, I absolutely hated it. When the, on the first time I listened to this this album, it was <laughs> it was absolutely dreadful. It's the Savage Rose, your daily gift, and it's not a daily gift. I don't want that gift every day. I'm just gonna go ahead and lay that out there. Um, it's the main reason. Like the band is good. I I don't dislike the band at all. But the singer, I think her name's Anaset Koppel, I believe. And she has this, oh, I don't even know how to describe it. You just have to hear it. It's almost childlike. It has, it almost sounds like she could do a Bond girl. It's like that classic kind of thing. I don't know. You have to just hear it. Once you hear her voice, you'll know what I'm saying. It is interesting because they are a Danish band, and she doesn't sound Danish at all. Like, you don't hear any hint of an accent or anything. And I've listened to quite a few Danish bands this you know, for last year, in 1970. You know, I had quite a few. 
and they they usually have a little bit of an accent. You know, I like that accent actually. I, I, I was listening for it. I was hoping for it on this because I actually did a little bit of research because I couldn't find this album. I had to piece it together, and I didn't. Even, there's not even a playlist on YouTube. You have to put each. You have to make your own. You know. Like I Chromecasted and made my own playlist and listened to it like that. And I I don't know. I, I'm I don't really have a lot to say. I wavered back and forth. The band is good. I just do not like her vocals. I've gotten I've softened on it a little bit. It's just a lot of this album is just boring too. It's just not good. And I understand why it's not on Spotify. And I understand why it's not even a playlist on YouTube. I mean, the uh, the songs are on there, but there's not a playlist because there's no one's bothered to do it, and I don't blame them because I'm never going to listen to this again. But, you know, that being said, I'm not going to say it's shit because just because the, like her vocals are not my acquired taste, you know, like I just could not acquire that taste. That doesn't mean they're bad. It's just not my thing. So I'm, I'm trying to put a positive spin on it. This one for me is a sit though, because I'm never going to listen to it again and I'm glad to be done with it. <laughs> I don't recommend it to anyone, but I do want people to actually, I do want you to go and listen to a couple of the tracks just to base your own opinion on it and maybe see if you like her vocals. You know, maybe you will. I, I just did not it just wasn't for me. But that's really all I have to say about it. It is a sit. And I'm going to turn it over to you for your first album. Hopefully your first album is better than my first album was. Alright. Well, my first album... I don't really have a ton to say about mine either. So, you know, I'm going to keep my review short and sweet like yours. Half Just right, like me, you know. short and sweet. You're uh -huh. You are short. 100% right. <laughs> Um, but this is Stand By Your Man by Andy Candy Staten. <laughs> it is a cover. The title song is. Um, Candy Staten is known as a gospel and <laughs> disco artist. That... <laughs> of course, this was a little early for it to be disco, and it's not. It is more just soul and R&B. Um, and it was her second album, but the f the first album has the title I'm Just a Prisoner, and that is actually a song that is on this album, so I'm not sure about that. Neither of them have pages on Wikipedia, and it honestly wasn't worth my time to look it up separately. I'm sorry, it just wasn't. So I'm just going to assume that at least some of the tracks off of her first album you know, were reused for this one. So, the title track was okay, and it was a hit for her. She became fairly well known for covering Tammy Wynette's Stand By Your Man. I don't think it can hold up to the original, though. Like, it was okay, but it's nowhere near as good as Tammy Wynette's version. Maybe that's just because I know that well, one did, so well. Did she do it? I didn't mean to cut in, but did she do it in a country style? Or did no. she do it in a soul? Like, change it 
make it her own, or did she try to be faithful to it? No, she changed up the genre. It was an R&B style, and I actually think that was probably a good choice. I don't think she could necessarily pull off the country I would love to hear it, though. Thing. That's my thing. I was hoping. <laughs> but I don't... I don't think the song really lent itself to R&B as well as it does country. I mean, Tammy Wynette wrote it, so she wrote it as a country song. And it just really works that way. And it suffered from the same problem that a lot of other songs on this album did, and I'll get to that in a minute. One that I did like, though, um, How Can I Put Out the Flame, that one was a good song. That one just had really good, soulful, and R&B sound. But the problem with it, the music was excellent, but the vocals, I felt like they were a little bit lacking. Her voice is fine. There's nothing wrong with her voice. It was the emotion in it. I just didn't feel as much emotion as I wanted in that song and almost all of the rest of the album. It did get better for side two. Um, She felt like she was into it a little more on side two. But some of them just felt too restrained. You know, sadly, the ones that felt the most restrained in the vocals were the ones that I enjoyed the music on the most. So it did kind of hold them back a little bit. But the songs, they felt... Like, soul classics. Like, some of these songs felt like they could be done by the greats. But it just felt a little safe. You know, I wanted her to just completely lose herself in the music, and I didn't get that impression. It felt like she was holding back. And not putting all of her soul into the soul music. The song, I'm Just a Prisoner was actually another one of those that I picked up on that. But the music was great. You know, I wish that her vocals were just a little, well, wilder, to be honest. You know, not as restrained, not as held back. I wanted her to lose herself in the music. But the music sounded like it could have been you know, James Brown or Aretha or Sam Cooke. You know, the songs themselves were really, really good. So, for that reason, I'm calling this a hit. I just... And it might be because she was still new, but I wish that she had turned herself loose a little more. You know, she was a little too buttoned up. You know, let down your hair, Candy. <laughs> maybe, sh- maybe show us how sweet that candy is. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe, no, ease it. <laughs> easy there, Candy. I, I don't think that's her kind of music. There were some, I don't want to say risque, but not gospel themes on this. I will say that, since that is a style of music that she later no became Lena Horn, known huh? for. No. <laughs> These were... They were songs about cheating and you know, love. These are classic soul song themes. You know, so. my next album, and it's the only other album that I have this week, 
We didn't even mention that at the start of the program. We don't have very many albums this week either. That's why they've been spaced out so much, guys. So it's been a little bit less hectic, I would say that. The schedule. It almost feels like we haven't had enough, in a way. But that's that's going to change pretty soon, because we have to ramp things up a bit. Because off the record, you know, is going to be ramping up. It's going to be weekly <laughs> pretty soon. But um, <laughs> Yeah. February was busier than, yeah. than January. But my next album and the last album for this week is a band that I'm really familiar with. And that's Big Brother and the Holding Company. Well, I mean, I own, humble brag, an original Cheap Thrills vinyl. That's when Janis Joplin was with him. And it's just amazing. It's a good, it's a good album. Well, this is actually their fourth album, though. I think Cheap Thrills is their second album. And we did have an album. I don't know if we both, did we both have it or did I just have it? I think we both did, but I can't remember anymore. And I cannot remember the name of the album right now. It's escaping me, but it was the, we had their third album and it was good. But Janis Joplin was still with them on, think on some of the tracks. Well, this album is how hard it is. There's no Janis Joplin. You know, she wasn't with them. Of course, I think she was already, yeah, she'd already passed on. But she passed away. But um, there is a female that does some vocals in this. And I'm looking for her name. And I think it's Kathy McDonald. Like, I don't know that because they have her credited on Black Widow Spider. One of the tracks on here. And But there's another female vocalist on here that I'm not seeing. Because the opening track, How Hard It Is, which I liked the first song. How Hard It Is is the first song, as the title of the album. If you're going to do that, I like when bands kick it off just like that. And, like, I'm a big fan of Big Brother and the Holding Company with Janis Joplin, obviously. So I didn't know, though, about them as a band once Janis left. Like, I was not familiar with their work at all. This is fun. It's rock. I mean, some of the songs have a... A little bit of a country flair, but it's never like overt or heavy. Black Widow Spider kind of does, but a lot of these songs are just fun. Uh, New Boogaloo Jam, um, In You, you think a new metal, <laughs> Link Lincoln Park <laughs> yeah. here, but it's actually Dan Noodleman, In You, yeah. So, but that one's really good. I like Buried Alive in the Blues shine on i'm just nitpicking you know picking through them how hard it is was good every song is pretty good this is an album that i highly recommend everyone check out um like i'm a big fan of sam andrew who does like lead guitar and vocals uh, the male part because like i said there's a female vocalist in there somewhere so I, i feel like she's not getting credited sometimes but this one, I mean, there's not really a whole lot I can say about it other than it's a hit, and I will go back and listen to some of these songs. Maybe not all the way through it, but I think, like, I went on, like, All Music, I think, and, and some of the other critic sites and things, 
And this only gets a C, like a mid-grade. If I were to star this, this is more like a four star for me. It's not a three. It's more like a four. It's fun. It, it's, a, it's an album that you can just put on and just let it go. And just have fun with it. I like the last song on the album. I like the title. You can tell they're having fun because it says, Promise her anything, but give her arc- arpeggio. <laughs> Arpeggio, you know, like the guitar. I yeah. I had to look it up. I was like, okay, I think that's what it is. So you know, they're having they're having fun with it. But yeah, this is definitely a hit. I recommend you check it out. I think you'll like it too. But I'm Probably. gonna yeah, I'm gonna turn it over to you for your last album for the week. Oh well, first I have a question. Did you say "Buried Alive in the Blues" was on that album? Oh yeah. Wasn't that off of um? Wasn't that on Janis Joplin's album that we reviewed too? Yeah, I believe um, it's. They, I think they did a cover of it. I mean, there's some of these songs might be covers. I don't know. I didn't go back and look. None of the songs are like you know highlighted or anything. You don't. They don't have hyperlinks. I'm on Wikipedia with it right now. You know, usually you, they will cross reference, and you can tell if a song is a cover song. Now, yeah, uh, "Birdie Live in the Blues" is Nick Gravenites is the author of that, you know, is who has credit for that song. So I don't know about that. But, yeah, Buried Alive in the Blues, their cover of it, well, I guess, I mean, she was with them, so I don't know. They were kind of a collective. But with them, their cover without her is pretty good. I I liked it. I really like this album. I think you'd like it. Like, I'm a big fan. I, I, I can't believe I didn't, I wasn't more familiar with Big Brother and the Holding Company. I I think I brushed it off as being just a hippie band. Unfairly, maybe. Yeah. But I think there's a lot more depth to them, I believe. So I, I think that maybe I undersold them. And I, I'm actually a, a fan of them now. But I'm gonna, like I said, I'm going to turn it over to you for your last album of the week. All right. And I agree. I kind of overlook them as well. And I think it's just because they kind of get, they kind of have the reputation of being Janice's backing band. And apparently they were a lot more than that. And that's interesting. I want to go and listen to their version of Buried Alive in the Blues now and see how it's different from hers and how it's alike. But anyway, you said that you kind of don't know why you weren't as familiar with them as you feel like you should be, and I have that same experience with my last album of the week. My second and final album this week was by Charlie Muscle White. It's called Taking My Time. Now, I had never heard of Charlie Muscle White before. Didn't know anything about him. And I have no idea why. Because he is huge. Like, like large in size? <laughs> yes. A, yes, he is a very he, large he's a big man. man. He is a normal sized man. He's quite fat. With a husky. Huge, normal sized man with a huge <gasps> influence and popularity. With a huge influence. <laughs> I see what you did there. Shut up. I'm short of breath. Charlie. It's not COVID. Charlie, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, he takes my breath away. Now, this is blues. Um, 
And I'm not the only one who doesn't know about him. This album is not on Spotify. It doesn't have its own page on Wikipedia. Like your Savage Rose, it doesn't even have a YouTube playlist. It's not on there as a full album. And let's, I had to piece... <laughs> let's be real. It's usually the kiss of death. <laughs> That's usually what that means. Yeah, but not in this case. Yeah. This is the anomaly. But I had to piece it together just by searching for each song individually. I looked up the track listing on Discogs and just searched for each title. And it was totally worth it. A lot of the time, that is not worth the effort, but I really enjoyed this album. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. So like I said, this is Blues. Charlie Messelite. He's also known as Memphis Charlie. Um, just to kind of give you an idea of his influence, Charlie Messelite is supposedly the inspiration for Elwood Blues in the Blues Brothers. He worked with the big blues guys like um, Hal and Wolf, Buddy Guy, Muddy Waters. You know, so he has cred. We're on a mission um, from God. <laughs> yes, he was lifelong friends with John Lee Hooker. John Lee Hooker was even his best man at one of his weddings. And you just reviewed John Lee Hooker and Hooker really and enjoyed it. Yeah, Hooker and Heat. Yeah. That was good. So, you know, this guy, um, he's also played on you know, more pop music. He actually performed on NXS's album Suicide Blonde. Nice. Yeah. And a lot of other ones. You know, he has been on several Grammy winning albums. He himself has been nominated for six Grammys. And won numerous other awards. He is legit. I have no idea why I have never heard of this man. I have no idea why this album was so hard to come by. It really should be more accessible. There is really good harmonica throughout the album, which makes sense. He is primarily a harmonica player. It really shined on the song Highway Blues, I thought. It Ain't Right had really great piano, honky-tonk style piano, and the song Love Me or Leave Me, it started, and I had to pause it and look at my husband and say, oh, did you hear that? That is great guitar. It, it was just that good. Um, I did want to mention the song Two Little Girls. I can't be absolutely sure if the version that I listened to is the album version. Because again, I was just having to search for all of these. So I don't know if any of them were the album version. Although, several of them did say that they were from Taking My Time. But that one was a piano solo. The video description said that the guy playing was from Charlie Musselwhite's band. And it said that it was from that album. So I went ahead and listened to it. But I didn't really factor it into my score because... It didn't have any other musicians on it. It was just a solo. So I'm not really sure if that is the one from the album or not. But it didn't need to be factored into the score. It wasn't going to change it anyway. This is definitely a hit. 
I highly recommend that you try to find at least some of the songs off of this album. The ones that I named were my favorites, but honestly, the whole thing was good. I think you would enjoy it because I know you like blues as well. Well, I did listen to, I don't know about particular songs, I just listened, I pulled up Charlie Musselwhite on Spotify, I believe, and just listened to two or three songs just to see, you know, what he was about, <laughs> you know, to hear it, yeah. like the sound. <laughs> and yeah, I'm a fan. I, I'm. It's He's great. I can tell that. I think he's, um, I can tell he was would be influential. I just can't believe I've never really heard of him. He was a name exactly. Muscle White. I mean, you know, it just sounds you know, like he would remember that. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm a fan. I don't know that I listened to anything that was on Taking My Time. But yeah, he's extremely talented. So I'm excited to hear what else he has because you know there's going to be more stuff. You know. Yeah, and actually, I think he is still performing. Um, I'm actually on his Wikipedia page now. And he's worked with Ben Harper a lot in recent years. And in 2019, he and Ben Harper won an award at the Blues Music Awards. So that was just a couple of years ago. Oh, I would totally, so, totally go see him uh, once COVID is over. We get, you yeah. know, I would totally go see him. That would be great. Yeah, I didn't know him before listening to this. But after looking him up and then listening to this album... I am a huge fan. He is an incredible blues musician, and I highly recommend it. This album is very much a hit. Yeah, I plan on trying to at least find some of the tracks and, and check them out, because I liked what I listened to. You know, that's your last album for the week, and we're not going to be back for off the record for two weeks, and then things are yeah. going to get popping. Cause then we got then we're gonna pick up a little bit. I'm gonna run through the, the albums that I have coming up in a couple of weeks real quick. That way, if anyone is following along, you have plenty of time to listen. You know, you got a couple of weeks, so. But I only have three. I have Jack Bruce, Things We Like. He sounds like um, like, like he's gonna like a like a a killer. Jack Bruce, like he was a serial killer, <laughs> or something. Or he's in a Sounds like somebody from yeah. here to me. <laughs> and then um, a, an artist that we're already familiar with, Tony Joe White. This one's Tony Joe White. I think you had Tony Joe. Yeah, so, one of us did. Oh, he's so <laughs> prolific with his, uh, you know, title. <laughs> his title skills, album title skills. And then finally, I have Dion DiMucci, You're Not Alone. And so it's going to be, I think, a varied week. I believe. Well, we'll see. But that's the three albums that I have. I'm going to turn it over to you, and you can tell everyone what you're going to be listening to. All right. I have Don Nix in God We Trust. Mm, sounds exciting. <laughs> I honestly don't remember what kind of music that is, so it's going to be a total surprise to me and you, I guess. And then I have Jerry Butler. Jerry Butler sings Assorted Sounds. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> that, yeah, that sounds like it could go either way. Maybe he's just going to be doing sound effects. Frank Zappa I thing? Don't know. Oh, no. Could be bad. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure he is a soul R&B musician, though, so 
you know, hopefully that's going to be another good one. And then I have one to end the week that I'm not excited about. <laughs> because it's <laughs> Paul Siebel, Jackknife Gypsy. Yeah, Wood and Smoke and Oranges you to him. <laughs> was terrible. Wood Smoke and Oranges is terrible by Paul Siebel. I don't recommend it. And I think Jackknife Gypsy actually, which is offensive in a way now, but um, I believe that song or that album has his big hit. So I don't know what that means, but you'll at least get the best of what Paul Siebel has to offer. Or at least what people thought was the best yeah, so, back then. There you go. I mean, I like the title Wood Smoke and Oranges, so, but don't be fooled. Jackknife Gypsy sounds like it could be kind of exciting. I don't think it will be. So, yeah, I'm, I, you're probably right about that. But prove me wrong, Paul Siebel. Or Siebel. He's, he's folk rock, right? A country-esque kind of shitty. <laughs> Just, I mean, you know, I can say what well, I want. Okay, this then. is off the record. So, you know, it, it, it straight out sucked eggs. I mean, just sucked eggs. It was terrible. But um, I'm going to go ahead and tell everyone what's going to be coming up next week on Chord Chronicles. You know, we have a moment. We have a few, quite a few albums, actually, uh, for Chord Chronicles coming up. We're going to be listening to The Fifth Dimension, Loves, Lines, Angles, and Rhymes, Conway Twitty <laughs> and Loretta Lynn, We Only Make Believe, <laughs> and then Andy Williams, Love Story. Yeah, that's the three albums that we'll both have. And then I'm going to have, for Jeff's Just Jamming, Barclay James Harvest, once again. And I think what you have, Johnny Cash, Little Faust, yes. and Big Halsey. So, yeah. And that was a soundtrack. There so. you go. You're gonna, are you going to watch the uh, movie? I'm probably not going to have time to watch the movie. Oh, but we'll see. We'll see. But uh, yeah. it, It'll depend on how the album goes. So it's going to be, a, I think, a music week uh, full of ups and downs. I think. I think there's going to be, on off the record, I think you're going to have maybe uh, a hit, a sit, and a shit. We'll see. But um, <laughs> I guess we'll see. But, um, you know, I'm looking at the clock, and it is getting late. And my dog's running around clicking his toenails. <laughs> I can hear him. And it's time to eat dinner, guys. So, uh, peek behind the curtain. We normally would release this on Friday. It is Friday right now, and it is like 7.30. You're probably not going to get this tonight. You'll probably get it on yeah, Saturday. Sorry. Hey, sometimes that's my fault. Headaches I had a are a pain in the dick, you know. So, <laughs> but um, like I said, I'm going to go ahead and end this week like I do every week. I hope everyone has a nice, music-filled, safe week. Be nice to everyone. Stay safe, and have a good week. <laughs>